But it was aliens. Howdy, howdy. Oh, why hello there. And welcome to But It Was Aliens. <sighs> the extraterrestrial comedy podcast where we probe alien activity to determine whether the alien activity was really the activity of aliens. I'll be hosting this week's episode and I'm Kev aka Greybeard. Alongside me you'll be hearing the voice of Granville Moonwalker. Today we'll be travelling through space and time Time to to 1968 and Buenos Aires the capital of Argentina. Did you know that about eight of the top 20 football teams, aka soccer teams, in Argentina are based in Buenos Aires? Is it not Buenos? It can be. Just throw me off Look, here and you say it this, the other way. This is my episode. I'm hosting. I'll say what the hell I want. The president of Argentina, right. too, is based in Buenos Aires, living in the pink house. A big pink house. My favourite fun fact about Buenos Aires, though, <laughs> is that it is a city which was founded twice in 1536 and in 1580, having been abandoned in 1542. Ooh. My favourite part of that fact, more specifically, is that the local indigenous peoples forced the settlers away the first time. Damn right! F colonialism! I always tell you we are educational on this podcast, Mr. Moonwalker. You are quite right. That is an educational fact that I was not aware of. Indeed. But we, I am now. I'd like to take this opportunity to deem us Google champions. And now I'm going to do a shot. <sighs> I would just like to let you all know that this episode is being recorded after his birthday episode. In his birthday episode, I stated that the amount of shots he does is completely down to him. No one forced him to do that shot just then. I think the tequila may have got to him. (laughs) And just how many shots have you done since Uh, the tequila? uh, Three. That's three shots I didn't ask him to do. Yep, three. Three shots. And a second rum. I'd just like to take this opportunity (laughs) (laughs) to say that Mr. Moonwalker is a prick. (laughs) But outside of that, I'm still washing away the taste of the tequila. It was absolutely horrid. Anyway, shall we get on with the case? Let's. Stop derailing this episode. Stop drinking shots. I said he's a prick. In 1968, (laughs) just as is the case today, casinos were big business and provided employment for many. On the 31st of August 1968, two casino workers, who I will change the names of for confidentiality's sake, but mainly because their names weren't included in any reports I could find, Adrian and Susie, (laughs) were just... Finishing up their shift. (laughs) This is the wrong episode to record after a drink. Adrian and Susie were in a carpool and Adrian didn't drive. So on this evening, 
the lady and the gentleman were travelling in the Suzmobile. Casinos are obviously open rather late, so of course it was during the hours of darkness that Adrian and Susie were set off on that dark, dark road home. What specifically was their job within the casino? Were they... They were casino workers. Card handlers? Like, did they deal? Did they serve drinks to people at tables? Were they behind the bar? One of them... Were they security? One of them worked on the bar. I don't know which because the details weren't really clear. Don't know if the other one also worked on the bar or whether they were a dealer, security, just admin. I don't know. I shouldn't say just admin. That's probably the most stressful job of all, but... So did they... Look, um, you're interjecting inappropriately. I don't know. <laughs> Continue. I was simply about to ask if they lived near each other or is one driving the other one home and then going home? Do they live together? They lived a drive away from each other. You could also walk a drive. <laughs> <laughs> they lived a drive away from each other. <laughs> but you could also walk a drive. You can walk a long way if you're determined. Adrian and Susie, who didn't have a sexual relationship, by the way, rolled down the road talking about the events that evening. There's never a dull moment in the casino. As they drove, Susie realised that something was wrong. With a clunk, the Susmobile begun jolting and stalled. This is not good. Adrian and Suze were basically in darkness and had no choice but to drift to the side of the road. Adrian and Susie climbed out of the car once it had stopped. Susie pulled out her toolbox and reached into her bag of tricks to grab a torch. Susie, gear at the ready, then went to pop the bonnet. But before Susie could pull that lever and pop that hood, something happened. Did did he run off and leave her? <laughs> he did got he, intimidated by the size of her tools. Really scared and leg it. He saw how many tools she had and he crapped his pants and off he went. Or did a bright light from above shine down on them? Good call. Cool. I mean, this is but it was aliens. Exactly. So you would be well within your rights to assume that a UFO or alien is going to appear via bright light. Well within your rights. Well within my rights. But potentially not accurate. Any other thoughts? No, none at this moment. Um, That's a thought happening right there, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to fire it? or No. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a four, but it's not a sharer. It's a it's private loaded. four. It's loaded. Mr. Moonwalker is having a moment in his mind. Moving on. Quite literally, out of nowhere, as Adrian was beside the car and Susie was just then leaning in to pop the hood, four little humanoid creatures, certainly below four foot tall, surrounded Adrian and Susie. Adrian was immediately intimidated by their size and knew they couldn't be of this world. The figures were completely hairless and whilst they were short, they were also extremely stocky. 
These little funks were ready to rumble. The creatures appeared to have lips, but their lips weren't moving. Despite this, Adrian and Susie both then heard the voice of one of the creatures. What do you think the creature said, Mr. Moonwalker? What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> in the box? Um, wrong. Probably. Hello. Told them to come with them. That's that's some interesting tools you got there, Suze. Come with us, or we will turn you to goop. Well, speaking generally on our cases, it tends to go one of two ways. It's either pop, you're slabbed, or it's come on, we're going on an adventure. We're not here to hurt you. Yeah, We've don't written. be scared. And then they slap him anyway. Yeah, pretty much. So which way are you going? I mean, they in just taking them and slabbing them, or being nice to them and then slabbing them in the end, is pretty much, we could do this the easy way or the hard way, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's good alien, bad alien, yeah. Good green, bad green. Do you prefer greens or greys? In what time? Underwear. I like vegetables. <laughs> I don't like broad beans. All those little grey beans, peas, whatever the hell they're meant to be. There's grey beans? Yeah. I have never seen such things. Um, In terms of aliens, I have no preference. I've not seen either. Do you know what? Greys are so commonplace. It's like grey squirrels. Seen them a million times. There's nothing fascinating. I like a green, me. You do? I like a green. <laughs> come across them rarely. They're always interesting when you do come across them. Fair point. Because we come across them less, they stand out more to me. Do you reckon that's a sign of the times? All right, Prince. <laughs> like back in the early 40s and 50s, Little Green little Men. Little Green Men was the thing, wasn't it? Yeah. And then over time... Although they weren't green in that case, it just took off in the media. They've become grey. Yeah. So were they always grey? Or are they grey with a green hue? Well, grey would imply they either... Oh, they probably don't get much sun, basically. Not taking that vitamin... Depends how their skin reacts, if you mm. call it skin. Yeah, I suppose we always think of alien species in terms of our own chemistry, biology, physics. Might work but completely opposite. There could be laws of physics out there we're not familiar with. There could be biology we're not familiar with. There is definitely biology that we're not familiar with. For and example... Mr. Moonwalker is not familiar with sexual organs. I know you're a dick. Quite familiar with that I fact. was referring to really hot <laughs> piano-like devices in churches. <laughs> you know, you know when the organ's playing and it just breaks it down, it's getting that funk on, and you're like, man, i got to grind to this. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. So is is that the cause of when, like, old women are in the church and they catch the Holy Spirit? <laughs> is that, <laughs> that the organ? sexy organ. <laughs> so the organ's fault. Sex organ. <laughs> <laughs> that organ player gets up there and the spirit comes over him. <laughs> Figuratively and literally. They just start like, oh, no, no. 
I am healed. The creature said, Don't fear. Don't fear. Now, we've covered similar messages a few times on But It Was Aliens, and we always say how as soon as somebody tells you not to be scared, you know there's something to be scared of, and those pants are filled. But the voice wasn't the only communication Adrian and Susie would be receiving. The creatures went on and explained to the casino workers that the sun was the reason for everything. Earth? The sun. Life? The sun. That cold you had? Yeah, the sun. Seagulls? The sun. Billy Gunn and the Gun Club? The sun. Didn't we know this already, though? Like, if the sun dies, everything on Earth dies. We could have another star, like? Apart from, um, cockroaches. Because... Cockroach. Cockroach. Sorry. I missed that. I was busy. <laughs> ah, drunk mm. Kev. <laughs> should we go out? <laughs> we should go to the club. Probably could. <laughs> Where? Not tonight. I'm just looking at the time and how many more drinks uh, I could possibly have. Uh, you might be able to. I'm you, I'm falling asleep in like two oh, hours. Oh, you've got football tomorrow as well, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, looks like we're not going to a club. So what you're saying is that we should all praise the sun? They well, saying, that's not what I'm saying. Are they that's saying, what they're saying that the sun is God? Or are they saying that the sun is responsible for everything in a scientific term? They're saying it's the reason. Reason. Again, <laughs> scientifically? Reasonably. <laughs> Yeah, to be honest. I'm not going to get much sense out of you. you, I mean, you're not. You're fighting a losing battle there. But it's not really explained. Because whilst the sun might be the reason that our planets are orbiting, for example, it ain't the reason that the sun is there, is it? And if it wasn't the sun, would it have been another star? Mm Mm-hmm. Is it the reason? Is it? Is it? Is it? Did they um, speak to them? Or was this through telepathy? Mm, I think it was telepathy, wasn't it? So we have no idea if it was actually said or so if they, they thought res- that's what they said? They received the voice. Sorry, say your question again. So we have no idea if it's actually what was said or if they thought that was what was that, said. Yeah, I suppose. Maybe that's how they interpreted it and the alien was actually saying, look, Adrian and Suze, you make a nice couple. You should get together. Don't be scared, Adrian. Susie's a wild one, but it's all right. The creatures then told Adrian and Susie that the language of the universe is not love or science. Well, not exactly, because specifically, the language of the universe is mathematics. Numbers and equations, baby! That yeah, and I've seen that. And it is. In places. No matter how you communicate, there's going to be numbers and equations, baby! Numerical patterns. That was all there was to be said on the matter, because straight after, the creatures whipped out a tablet. Now remember, this was... Slabbed them! This (laughs) swung the slab. 
<laughs> this was 1968. There was no such thing as tablets. The casino workers would describe it as something like a television, but today we understand technology better. The first thing that the creatures showed to Adrian and Susie was a photo of Niagara Falls. Oh, beautiful. That does look pretty awesome. I wouldn't mind being on that. So we've got a picture here of... Um, I'm just showing Mr. Moonwalk and Niagara Falls. There's a boat at the bottom of it. And are they rocks at the bottom? Yeah, or? yeah, they're rockies. Uh, if you smell... I'm going to say, I weren't sure if they were just like little... Not little waves, waves that were formed. And it's yeah. just the side of it. Um, I wouldn't mind going to Niagara Falls at some point in my life. Bit of a walk. And drive. Any, can walk anywhere if you're determined. Exactly, that is the spirit. You can walk anywhere. Can you drive anywhere? No. Can you fly anywhere? Yep. Oh. Can't fly underwater, Biarch. You can. You just won't get far. But that is a tremendous picture. So the, I've got the another first or picture. the second one. I'm second showing you one. the second one. It's absolutely beautiful, isn't it? But now that I've seen it in photo form, do I need to go there? Well, actually, yes, I do. So if you'd like to give us your cash at patreon.com. And send us I will go there calls. and send photos to Mr. Moonwalker. <laughs> <laughs> that does look pretty awesome. Yeah. Then the aliens showed Adrian and Susie a photo of a huge growing cloud wrapping around what appeared to be a completely waterless Niagara Falls. Water gone. Imagine that. I ask you, Mr. Granville Bartholomew Lucius Buttplug Moonwalker, as a seasoned ufologist by this point, what on or off earth were these creatures trying to communicate? That our planet is either getting too close to the sun or the sun is starting to get too close to our planet and the heat is going to absorb all the water and cause it to evaporate. So you're putting... Start to slowly burn us to cinders. You're putting all that on the sun? You're not going to go like everything. global warming, for example? Nope. No. Blame the sun. Blame. <laughs> I, I mean, you told us about the sun. Uh, I didn't tell you. The aliens told. And you told me. So... I shared. You told me about the sun. I'm interpreting the story about the sun. Share. And what I believe they are telling us now. Do you want a shot? We're all going to burn. No, I'm okay. By all means, if you want to do another one, you can do another no, one. No, I think you look good with one in your throat. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, I apologise for his behaviour. Next, the aliens showed Adrian and Susie a photo of a huge growing cloud wrapping around what appeared to be a completely waterless Niagara Falls. <laughs> I've just read that bit. <laughs> <laughs> The best bit is I realised about halfway through that sentence, but because I was in the middle of a sentence, I had to finish the sentence. <laughs> anyway, after looking at the photos on the 1968 iPad, one of the aliens pulled something out. 
this alien leant into the car because remember Adrian and Susie had been surrounded by the car and the alien begun making strange glyphs that's right they begun writing on the car carpet <laughs> now what comes next after contact and communication next on the agenda for today's alien visitation is taking blood We've covered some disgusting things on this podcast. Things being put in the butt, blood being taken from strange places such as the chin. Well, today, we have none of that bullshit. These aliens were scientists and medical professionals, so out come their little pricks. Adrian, upon seeing the size of the prick, did feel slightly further intimidated. Like, where are you going to stick that thing? And then bam, right on the tip of Adrian and Susie's middle fingers, prick, blood drawn. By this point, Adrian and Susie were of course terrified but also very disorientated, almost as if they had been drugged. Because they were so disorientated, neither Adrian or Susie offered any resistance. Why did they write on the carpet? Good question. And do we have a picture of this writing in the carpet? Of course we don't. What do you want to see evidence for? Because it's a case and we need evidence to prove whether or not it actually happened. So I would like to see some evidence. Have you ever touched the sun? To know what? That it's hot? No. Icarus tried to fly and it melted his wings and he came crashing down. Did you see that? Yep. How old are you? Old. How old specifically? <laughs> Let's just say, <laughs> I could tell you some stories. Tell me one. And those stories could tell you stories. And those stories could tell you stories. I'm ancient. You look it. All right, where are we? <laughs> I'd also like to point out that um, I'm apparently the mean one on this podcast. Apparently, you are. I'm always defending myself against your meanness. Sometimes I've got to get in there and fire the first shot so you don't hit me with that meanness. The Count actually goes cold at this point. Adrian and Susie would recollect that after their awful ordeal, the four creatures backed away, turned, and climbed a little ladder into an 18-foot silvery disc, hovering three foot above the ground. Suddenly, a bright white light flashed across the road and indeed through the sky as if lightning had struck. The craft then shot directly up into the night sky and disappeared into the horizon in less than five seconds. BAM! Event over. So was this silvery disc there the whole time? They just but never they looked. Was... Yeah, they were preoccupied with the four individuals, as you can understand. Fair enough. And at no point any other vehicles came down this way or... Yep. After a casino shift. Casinos are open late. They are. But you also have people going to casinos all the time. Yeah, but they're working there, so they've gone home after it's closed. The casinos even close, aren't they, 24 hour? Not this one. <laughs> <laughs> if they've got technology, like a 1968 iPad... Mm-hmm. Why is it you always find a ladder? That is a fascinating question. 
and not is it like just to be economical? A reverse fireman's pole. It so you kind of them. hold on yeah. to it and it shoots you. Up. Shoots, sucks, however you get there. Yeah, completely agree. Why is it that so advanced their technology may be, yet they continue to use ladders? Mm-hmm. As I said, the event was over at this point. Nobody really knows what happened to Adrian and Susie. Nobody knows why Adrian and Susie were picked. Was it chance? Or were the aliens after something? Nobody is even really sure how this one got out. What is known is that it was investigated by the Aerial Phenomena Research Organization, APRO, who were labelled by none other than J. Allen Hynek as one of the two best civilian UFO groups out there at the time. Remember, Hynek is of Project Blue Book fame and developed the Close Encounters scale. Hynek felt that APRO were sensible, serious and sober, like us. <laughs> Hynek... I mean, that's an odd thing to put in. <laughs> Hynek vouched for them. APRO, of course, later became the base of MUFON. Anyway... We are also left wondering, with today's probe, was this a warning as to global warming? the likelihood of lakes, rivers, and maybe even oceans drying up? Or was this all about Adrian and Susie? A series of misinterpretations when in actuality, these four aliens just wanted to get these poor souls sozzled and show Adrian their toys. Who? Because Heineck didn't do the investigation himself, did he? Apro did. But do we have the documentation from APRO regarding this case? Nah. Do we have <laughs> anything from APRO regarding this case? Not that I remember. So it wasn't Adrian or Susie that told this story or got it out to the press or whatever. So either Adrian or Susie told this story to APRO who then shared the story but I don't have the original documentation. I wonder if um, these guys were up to no good and needed needed an excuse for their rubber half. So came up with this elaborate story. Then the rubber half were like, I know someone that can help. And then they call APRO. And now they've got to carry on with it. A story that got out of hand. We've heard a few of those before. Yeah. I should just add, with regards to the names I gave today's subjects... Both casino workers actually requested that they remain completely anonymous because they were scared that they could lose their jobs. You know, casinos are very sensitive places to work. You can't take any risks that your employees have been turned. Is that why the aliens targeted these two individuals? APRO, of course, respected their wishes. I couldn't find what happened to Adrian and Susie anywhere. Do you know what happened? What happened, Granville? What happened to Adrian and Susie? It's an odd one. Because you wouldn't put that story out there and ask to remain anonymous throughout. Mm. So, do you think they were worried about losing their jobs because of their credibility? Possibly, but how 
credible do you have to be in their roles? It's not like they're politicians or something, is it? True. I suppose the casino would just look at it as, um, well, we don't care if people are coming here to... You could put our names in a newspaper along with photos of us and 99.9999% of people who walk past us in the street aren't going to realise that that's us, have read that story, etc, etc. True. So, yeah, maybe they were trying to uh, get out of something. Or what if they were on drugs? Drugs, yeah. I haven't seen any accounts of drug testing. I mean, authorities weren't involved as such, so Mm -hmm. there's been no criminal activity. But what I will say is that they haven't profited from this. They've just shared their story anonymously. I'm just saying they may have had a bad turn while doing some mushrooms or LSD. Thought what they saw was real, so went and told APRO Mm. and uh, wanted to remain anonymous. Also possible. To summarise today's events, we've had two casino workers making their way back from a shift on the 31st of August 1968. On the way, their car stalled and as they got out to explore the problem, they were suddenly surrounded by four short, stocky aliens. The aliens told the casino workers, telepathically, not to be scared before telling them that the sun is the reason for everything and that mathematics is the universal language. But obviously, mathematics wasn't the best language because they then took out a tablet and showed the casino workers photos of Niagara Falls without any water. After that, the aliens pricked the casino workers' fingers with a prick, possibly sampling their blood, wrote on the floor of their car and then climbed a ladder back into their craft, hovering three foot off the ground. The craft then zoomed off and disappeared within five seconds. This case was investigated by the Aerial Phenomena Research Organisation, APRO, who covered such events between 1952 and 1988. Remember, J. Allen Hynek called APRO along with the National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena, NICAP, the two best civilian UFO groups of the time. I couldn't find what APRO actually made of this case, unfortunately, and my gosh, have I looked. That's it. Anything you'd like to double back over before we conclude, Mr. Moonwalker? No, but something has occurred to you. Occurred, yeah. Share it at What forest. if this is a story that is within APRO's files, but it's not a real story. It's one they've made up to make them seem a lot more not knowledgeable, but what's the word I'm looking for here? I don't know, McQuaid. No, to make them seem a lot more legit. Like there's more cases they've covered so than they actually have. APRO made it up to make them look good. Yes. To grow. And then become MUFON. It worked. They moved on from They moved Apro. on and it worked. <laughs> Do you reckon if we make up our own extraterrestrial experience, we'll suddenly become huge? It could happen. Shall we do it? Let's, <laughs> let's do it. The fact that we've discussed this on the podcast does not mean that any evidence we come up with in the future is not real. (laughs) Wink. Also doesn't mean we're going to do it. Absolutely. On that note, Mr. Moonwalker, it is conclusion time. Are you saying... 
that it was aliens. On that note, I am saying that this is not aliens. Is it two people that took drugs and tripped out, but then would have shared... No, because they would have shared a joint hallucination. They might have shared a joint. But then, to be fair, only one of them may have gone to the author or gone to APRA. Mm. I think this is either a case of drugs gone bad or someone at APRO making this story up to either further their own career or APRO making it up themselves to make themselves seem more legit. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. For today's case, there was not a lot of information out there, unfortunately. And with a lack of details comes a lack of evidence. This one is detailed in a few small paragraphs of random alien articles, and that is literally it. I had to really stretch the details on this one. But that being said, I do think that those involved in this file probably experienced a little bit more than they shared because this wasn't a huge ordeal in comparison to many cases we've covered, though I do appreciate that experience is unique to the individual. Like ghosts and curses don't bother me and you probably don't want to start a national campaign to ban seagulls from the planet, but without going over the details, for me, something further happened here. Except that it also didn't, because I'm not saying that it was aliens, of course. As is often the case, there just wasn't enough to this one for me. No reliable witnesses, no direct evidence, even the ship, whilst moving very fast, didn't seem to move as fast as the more legitimate cases we've covered. I could go on, but the point has been made. Anything you would like to add before we close? Uh, no, I think you wrapped that up quite nicely. Yep. In a bow. Bullshit! <laughs> That is indeed a wrap in a nice bow for today, Probers. Thank you for listening to But It Was Aliens. And if you'd like to support us, there are a number of ways in which you can do so. Firstly, you can drop us a five-star review on your podcast player of choice. We read these and they make us feel all warm and fuzzy inside. You can drop a five-star on Spotify. You can write your review and drop a five-star on Apple Podcasts. And we will love you forever and touch you in lovely ways on your head. (laughs) Are you confused by the sentence you've just said or the one that you're about to read? You can visit our officially secret website over at butitwasaliens.co.uk where you can snag yourselves some But It Was Aliens merchandise. For example, we have t-shirts... Stickers, mugs, Granville's butt plug, AirPod case. Indeed, Granville's butt plug. Yeah, that's not on there because I don't have one. Because it's still in. (laughs) (laughs) My personal favourite method, however, is if you head on over to Patreon.com forward slash Buddy Was Aliens, where once a month. Myself and Mr. Moonwalker here probe a paranormal case. That's right, not aliens. If you think that the government don't want you to know about the alien cases, oh my, you should hear about some of the deadly serious and spooky spookies we cover over on the Patreon. 
for less than a couple of lattes, you can get access to the side probes and help to get the word out there. If everybody knows, they have no reason to come for us. Thank you again for listening and for all the messages and whatnot you send us. We genuinely, absolutely and incredibly love the interactions and we message each other all day about them. So please do let us know what you do or don't like and help us to improve. To do that, you can find us on, on the Twitter, on the Twitter at But It Was Aliens or on Facebook. You can like the But It Was Aliens page or join our hidden, completely visible community group, Extraterrestrial Towers. This as an exclusive and safe zone with specific entry requirements, such as... Well, that's it for today, folks. So until next time, if Jesus stood on a river, would he stand still or would he bob along like he was on a conveyor belt? The truth is up there. Hash tag Wah wah wah.